0: This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to the memory of Honorary Member Carrie Fisher, who passed away on December 27th, 2016. Thank you, Carrie. You will always be royalty to us.
1: We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network.
2: podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that.
3: Welcome back to the 501st cast, everyone, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 100 for January 2017. And here are your hosts, myself, Nikki, DZ8397. I'm
0: Joe, SL12743. And I'm Marcus,
4: TK14057.
3: So, the 501st Legion is currently at 10,365 members with 18,509 approved costumes in the Legion. This episode, we invaded movie theaters around the globe for the premiere of Rogue One, made numerous hospital visits for the holidays, and have a special message from Dr. Evazan at the bottom of the show. So, stay tuned.
1: Recent news.
4: At the top of the show we noted how we were at 10,365 members with 18,509 costumes. By comparison, for episode 7 of the Fiber First cast, which was released on January 23rd, 2008, we were at 3,854 members and 5,575 costumes. In episode 33 from January 22nd, 2009, we had 4,312 members with 6,356 costumes. Quite the increase.
0: Yeah, this is episode 100. It only took us nine years to get here. <laughs> but uh, you know what? <laughs> There's the, the 501st cast, just like the Legion, has really uh, developed, I think, over the past decade.
4: We did. Yeah. We had, we had um, I put something on Facebook the other day, but I think it was 1,500 or 1,200 members within a year, like the last year. So that's that, that was quite quite steep. That was really, really good.
3: Speaking of old episodes of the 501st cast, we're going to try something new for this year since it's celebrating our 100th episode, and also we're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of the 501st Legion overall. We're going to try to release a series, 501st Cast Classics, and we're going to replay some of our original episodes that you can't really get any more from our site. So we're going to alternate between new episodes and classic episodes every two weeks. So in about two weeks after this episode premieres, stay tuned and you'll get to listen to episode one of the 501st cast, which came out way back in October 2008.
0: It was uh, very, very different. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, uh, to that being released. The, the, the intro theme was even different than what we have now. And, of course, the theme of uh, uh, the 501st cast now has been the way it is for a very long time. So it was, uh, when I dug up the first episode uh, and listened to it, I was quite amused and, and amazed. Should, we, that should was... we give
3: him a sneak peek of the uh, the Intro <laughs>
2: Don't believe the rebel propaganda. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, the world's definitive imperial costuming organization. You are tuned in to the latest news and mission reports from the front lines as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate 10 years of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Here are your hosts for October 31st, 2007. TK899 and DZ8722.
5: Take it away, Troopers. Welcome to the first official 501st Legion
0: podcast. There you go. So uh, it was actually <laughs> two thousand seven, two
3: thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so there you go. And the five hundred first itself then was ten years old. And of course, now this year we're on the verge of uh, being twenty years old a- as a legion here. So we may have to redo the uh, uh, our our current intro altogether because it says more than uh, more than a decade. But uh, <laughs> or we can yes, leave it's way it. Way but... more
3: than a decade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's uh, two decades now. Well, we have a couple of new CRLs this episode. Crate Clan finished up another new to the Legion CRL. Uh, Kithaba is now ready for GML approval. For those not familiar with the name... He's one of Jabba's skiff denizens. And we couldn't have an update on new CRLs without there being another submission from the Clone Trooper Detachment. Commander Bo is now ready for GML approval. The model for this CRL happens to be the detachment leader for the clones, leading by a fine costume example. And FISD added a few accessories like pauldrons and the riot baton and shield to the TFA-TK-CRL. Check out links to all of these new goodies in our show notes. And belated thanks to Legion Membership Officer Eric TK-9674 for sharing these announcements so we more easily can share them with our listeners. So today, as we record this, January 23rd, 2017, uh, Lucasfilm announced that the title of Episode 8 is going to be The Last Jedi. And I can honestly say, since I am an Emperor costumer, it's about time. You know, the, the, the <laughs> Jedi, we're finally down to the last one. I, I thought we were, you know, 30 years ago. It's about time, It, it really.
3: Well, you say the last one, however, I believe that Pablo Hidalgo tweeted today mm-hmm. that Jedi is plural.
0: Uh, he did. You're telling me, then, that there could be more than one Jedi after all?
3: <laughs> Maybe a <laughs> hundred? Oh, no. Uh,
0: whoever Snoke is, he'd better get his dark side in gear.
3: <laughs> yeah, we have 11 months to debate what does the title actually mean.
4: <laughs> I'm sure they will... Lucasfilm will uh, give some hints here and there, maybe on Twitter once a month. We'll see.
3: Yeah, it was interesting when Mark Hamill was asked about it today. He said that he liked the title, that it was very samurai, very minimalistic. So I'm curious what he meant by that. Oh,
0: it does kind of harken to The Last Samurai, that movie there, which I really do enjoy. I kind of wonder if that might have been a little bit of inspiration uh, for the title there. Could
3: be. Could be. While the much debated and contested location of the Lucas Museum of Narrative Art has finally been settled, and it's not San Francisco or Chicago, which were two cities that were in the lead. Los Angeles will be its home. The $1 billion project will feature a 275,000-square-foot museum, which will lead to tens of thousands of jobs in construction and an estimated 1,000 permanent jobs. The groundbreaking is planned before year's end. And with the opening targeted for 2021. So I just hope they let us have a little 501st Legion exhibit hall somewhere in that 275,000 square foot structure. There should be room, maybe just a cabinet. What do you think? (laughs) We'll take it. (laughs) So we'll have a full link to an article with the news in our show notes. Or you can, you know, Google Lucas Museum of Narrative Art. And I'm sure there's tons of articles about it. Right. But have you seen pictures of their proposed structure plan?
0: Yes, it's I have.
3: Like this long silvery thing with grass growing on top. It's so different from anything else that I've ever seen.
0: Uh, very stylish. I, I think it's the the perfect architecture for what an art museum, a, mod- uh, a modern art museum, would look like. Uh, kind of resembles a football, if you ask me. But then again, what do I know? <laughs> Hi, this is Mark Hamill, and you're listening to the
1: 501st Cast, the most forceful podcast in the galaxy. Enjoy!
0: Mission reports.
4: At the request of Good Morning America, and with a clearance from Disney and Lucasfilm, Empire City Garrison deployed two stormtroopers to appear on the ABC Morning Show on Wednesday, December 15th to help promote the new 2017 Nissan Rogue One car. Chris TK6744 and Alan TK97491 were selected and had to arrive at the Times Square Studios by 6 a.m. This was a short but sweet event in which our stormtroopers basically stood guard outside next to the car. Everything went great as there were smiles all around from the GMA staff to the Nissan and Lucasfilm reps on hand. Everything went so well that the troopers were asked to return the following day to help out with the Good Morning America Rogue One premiere special. For that one, it was Chris, TK6744, and Anthony, TK10666, selected. And it had to arrive at the Times Square Studios by 6 a.m. as, as well. Good Morning America was having a special show on Rogue One, and the ECG Stormtroopers appeared on the show in a skit that involved an introduction to a pre taped interview with Rogue One actor Riz Ahmed. Our troopers also appeared on the GMA set as it transformed into the deck of a Star Destroyer to help enhance the Imperial presence on the set and for everyone watching across the country. Chris and Anthony were honored to help out with the promotion of the long-anticipated movie Rogue One. We'll have a link uh, to a shot from each of their appearances in our show notes. Thanks to Anthony tk 10666 for those reports.
3: Obviously, last month kept our troopers especially busy with a ton of events for the release of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And here are some reports from several of our units around the world. Costa Rica Outpost had a massive five-day-long troop at the Cineopolis in San Jose for the premiere of Rogue One. From December 14th through the 18th, they deployed 21 members plus two Rebel Legion members to the theater to visit with fellow Star Wars fans. It started with a countdown party on the 14th, which featured a live Star Wars music concert with Cartago's concert band and a midnight showing of Rogue One. Then they spent the next four days hosting trivia and costume contests and a Blaster Trooper range. On Sunday, the event closed with another performance from Cartago's concert band, plus fireworks. That's the way you do it. We'll have a link to a photo gallery in our show notes. And thanks to Grand Admiral Ed AR5494 for that report.
0: On December 15th, 16 members and three squires from Garrison Carita once again trooped to the Star Wars movie premiere at the Colonnade Theater in Millersburg, PA. For some reason, the theater was really chilly, but they did their best to keep warm by amping the crowd up with excitement for the premiere. We'll have a link to a large photo gallery of photos from their troop in our show notes. And thanks to Rob, ID1495, for that report.
4: Star Garrison's Central Texas squad was busy, busy, busy deploying nearly 50 members to 13 different theaters in three different cities between December 15th and the 18th for the for the premiere of Rogue One. Way to get her done. Although apparently one young moviegoer in Austin asked Vader, what are you doing at the movies? You should be working at Disneyland. <laughs> so, Central Texas squad also sent five troopers out to a special screening for the Boys and Girls Club in San Antonio on December 20th. Some of the children had never even been to a movie, but this time they were the VIPs of the event. Thanks to Paul, DZ27949, for both those
3: reports. On December 17th, our Philippine garrison deployed five troopers to Shangri-La Mall for the Rogue One premiere and fundraised 13,000 Philippine pesos, or 260 U.S. dollars, for baby Keir, whose family is overwhelmed with medical expenses. Then on December 18th, they deployed six troopers to a Rogue One screening at SM Megamall to support the Fight with Nathan campaign, a fundraiser to help Nathan's family with their $6,000 a month medical expenses. Thanks to Arnell TK4564 for both those reports.
0: On the morning of Saturday, December 17th, Empire City Garrison was invited to a special Rogue One screening party for the volunteers who supported the John Thiessen Children's Foundation. ECG also deployed troopers that afternoon to showcase cinema in Farmingdale, New York, for their Rogue One premiere festivities. They took photos and interacted with the attendees as they entered and were leaving the theater. And there was a very steady stream of Star Wars fans since Rogue One was playing on eight of the 14 screens at the Multiplex. The theater was happy to donate to the Jimmy Fund in the 501st Legion's name as a gesture of appreciation. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for both those reports.
4: Here's the story of Garrison Carita's AJ project. It's the culmination of two years of work put in by countless troopers. In early 2015, Daniel DeMarcello emailed Garrison Carita asking for support and friendship in the form of notes of encouragement and trading cards for his son, AJ. Daniel was looking for help from the Fiber First because AJ, who was 12 at that time, was a huge Star Wars fan who knew everything about Star Wars and loves Stormtroopers, but has autism and has been bullied regularly at school, sitting alone day-late lunch, ostracized for his autism, causing him to retreat to his Star Wars fandom, where he could experience joy, or more importantly, the joy of inclusion. When the troopers of Garrison Carita received the call for help, they showered AJ with cards, notes of support, and swag. AJ was so appreciative, and his parents showered their garrison in return with emails of love and gratitude ending them with a the sentiment that AJ hoped one day to be a First member, donning Stormtrooper armor and helping others. At that point, the garrison decided to include AJ in their early premiere troop for Force Awakens in 2016. AJ was given a literal truckload of Star Wars and First swag, donated by Carita members, treated to a screening of TFA with his family, but most of all, inclusion in a new nurturing family, the mighty First Legion. During the next year, AJ and his parents would travel to events and tell members over and over how he dreamt of becoming a full-fledged fiber-first Stormtrooper. The DeMarcello family love what we do and truly aim to have AJ um, do what we do, helping our cause and him in the process. Garrison members started planning and put the wheels in motion to build AJ a set of Stormtrooper armor and presented to him so he could troop with the garrison at the Rogue One premiere. Karita's Thursday night screening was an awesome experience. They all got to watch Rogue One together in a big private movie theater with AJ and his family. But the best part of the day was AJ's first troop. AJ's dad and a trooper helped AJ get suited. They didn't think he was going to last very long in the armor, but to their surprise, he was a trooper. And trooped for three hours. He was having a great time, he was interacting with people, and really getting into it. He finally got his wish to be part of a group and to make things better aj's parents billy joe and daniel want to join the empire as well to true with aj after the troop they all went to champ's restaurant for a after true eats thanks to jason tk9141 and tim tk74472 for that report and jason would like to remind us all we the mighty Five of First legion are so much more than a cosplay group we are a cosplay group we can be heroes to the downtron. We are bad guys doing good.
3: That was a great story.
0: Yeah, that was. Awesome. Yeah, it's a cause play. We play for a cause, don't we?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we try to work in some sort of charity element to just about everything that we do. Even if it doesn't seem like it would necessarily go together with an event, there's always a way to do, do something good.
0: There sure is. And this next story uh, is a prime example. I love stories of hospital visits and, and uh, helping kids out. And uh, this next one uh, from the Costa Rica outpost is is no exception. You know, for an outpost, they sure do a lot. <laughs> they really do.
3: Yeah, actually, I think they're applying for garrison status soon. So they're definitely growing there. So, on December 16th, Costa Rica outposts Roberto, TK31312, and an aspiring recruit stormed hospital Max Peralta in the city of Cartago. Lord Vader and his trooper visited the pedi- pediatric ward of the hospital to help them celebrate at their Christmas party. Then on December 24th, the outpost teamed up once again with Aspen Sorisa. Did I get that right this time? Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. Ospensorisas. <laughs>
3: They're, like we talked about last episode, they're a nonprofit organization which makes hospital visits to support and tries to cure with laughter. The outpost sent 11 troopers to visit the young patients of Costa Rica's largest pediatric hospital. And troopers split up into teams so that they could visit more floors in less time. They spread joy and sang Christmas carols. Well actually it was the Ospen Sonrisa's doctors that did these singing, our troopers just danced. And but they did this all through the hallways and the patients' rooms. So excellent work, troopers. We'll have a link to photos from the second troop in our show notes, but thanks to Grand Admiral Ed A.R. five four nine four for both of those reports.
0: Empire City Garrison attended the Toys of Hope Holiday Party at Ohika Castle in Huntington, New York, the morning of Tuesday, December 20th. Chris, TK6744, Anthony, IG10666, and Eugene, TK11223, and John, TI42070, were in attendance from ECG and were joined by Adria, an X-Wing pilot, and Mike, a Jedi from the Rebel Legion. Toys of Hope brings together over 500 children, ages 3 to 5, from various lower-income areas to be treated to a party with a DJ, Star Wars characters, dancing, a bouncy house, snacks, and celebrities, including Gaten Dustin Matarazzo from Stranger Things, to make it a day that they will never forget. Troopers greeted the kids as they came in and mingled with them, taking photos and interacting with them, but the grand finale was a visit from Santa, bringing toys for all the kids. It was an incredible... Incredibly rewarding and fun experience for all who volunteered, and ECG would like to thank Toys of Hope's president and founder, Melissa Duktovsky, and Director of Operations Brian Hansen for inviting the 501st. This was ECG's fifth troop with Toys of Hope, and obviously they've made a great impression on the organization. Our listeners can learn more about them by going to toysofhope.org. We'll have a link with a photo of the troopers and Santa in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report.
4: And apparently, one fun holiday gift-giving event in a day isn't enough for ECG, as later that same evening members headed to the Intrepid Sea Air and Space Museum for a Toys for Tots event. Joseph, TI-13222, Mary Beth, IC-13616, Chris, SL-6744, Merrick, TB-10804, and Eugene, TK-11223, were in attendance from the ECG, and were joined by fellow ECG member... Robert De DeSimone, who was in disguise as a classic 1960s Batman for this troupe. As many know, Toys for Tots' mission is to collect new unwrapped toys during October, November, and December each year and distribute those toys as Christmas gifts to needy children in the community. The troopers were on hand to pose for photos and interact with the attendees as they entered the museum. The kids were excited, very excited, and appreciated visiting with the characters and the early Christmas gifts. We'll have a link to a group photo from this troop in our show notes. Thanks again to Chris SL6744 for that report.
3: And here's a story that we hinted at last episode. Garrison Carita's first state squad had the honor of being part of a very special adoption ceremony. At 10.45 a.m. on December 23rd, troopers starting arriving to the courthouse's security check-in. Chewy got his once-over while laying in the tote. The security guard was surprised at how nimble he was, able to fold himself down and fit into the little box. R2-D2 even got scanned. But the longer the troopers were at check-in, the more people would come by for pictures. And all it was was R2 and a bunch of troopers with their totes. But R2-D2 is such a diva. And apparently, news traveled around the courthouse about the day's events and everyone wanted to be there to see it. The security guard took everyone up to the changing room, which was an entire courtroom right next to the courtroom they would be appearing in. Squad leader Trey, TK4251, brought everyone Capriati's Italian subs and some water for lunch while they waited for showtime. A little after noon, the ceremony began. The judge read some poems and talked about family and the importance of children in our lives. It was, to say the very least, very emotional. At about 12.45 p.m., it was time for Trey to introduce the special guests. He had a plan, but as soon as the spotlight was on, he could feel the butterflies starting to flutter as he knew this was a really important day for everyone present. But he successfully made the introductions, and when the courtroom doors opened, two stormtroopers, Darth Vader and Ray, walked in, with R2-D2 and Chewie bringing up the rear. It was a great entrance. Zoe held strong in her mom's lap, and Darth Vader made an announcement and presented Zoe with her very own lightsaber to continue her journey with the Force and her new family. Music started playing, and everyone started clapping. But unbeknownst to the attendees, that was the judge's cue for a costume change. That's right. The judge presiding made a costume change right before the end of the ceremony. Under her robes, she wore a Princess Leia costume she had purchased just for this ceremony. She ducked under her desk, where an awaiting assistant helped her adorn her wig and remove her judge's robes. As the lights came back up, everyone started to turn to the judge, and that's when the room erupted into cheer. Judge Crowell came down in front of her desk and used her own lightsaber to ceremonially announce, and now, Zoe Alia Petticone, you will be. Now that's an awesome judge. What a way to do that. Next, Darth Vader escorted Zoe and her mother out of the courtroom so they could do pictures with all the family and friends. They spent about 30 minutes taking photos and presenting Zoe with her gifts of a Ray t-shirt, action figures, trading cards, pops and a friend of the garrison certificate. Then the Legionnaires said their goodbyes and headed back to the changing room. With permission from the security guard, they took some fun photos in the empty courtroom before desuiting. Trey reports that everyone at the courthouse was amazing, and he sends his eternal thanks to all the members who made themselves available just a couple days before Christmas to make a young girl's adoption day that much more special. He goes on to say, Even though I was not in costume for this event, I can say that it is the top of my list of things I have had the pleasure of doing. I won't ever forget this day. This was worth being a 501st member for, even if it were the only thing, the one and only thing I could ever be part of. We are a part of this family's memory for life, and being invited to share this with them is beyond the coolest of cool. So I'll have a link to some of the photos and news coverage from this event in our show notes. And... Thanks and kudos to Trey, the new squad leader of First State Squad, TK4251, for that report.
0: I, uh, just love stories like that. And, uh, doing this podcast, uh, they, they always keep coming in. And, uh, I, I love being a part of organizations, you know, like the 501st and, uh, the other Star Wars clubs out there because uh, they're just so touching. And just, just to be a part of that and be able to touch people's lives is, uh, truly uh, a blessing. And uh, well, this next story comes from the Philippine garrison. Aiden Pio, who recently turned six years old, is battling cordoma, an uncommon cancer that occurs in the bones of the head and spine in people of all ages. But even at his young age, he has learned that money and things can't buy happiness. But there's real joy in making people happy, especially those sick like he is. Out of the blue, P.O. decided he wanted to dress up as Captain America and go to the pediatric ward. Perhaps the seed for the idea was planted when our Philippine garrison visited him before his second craniotomy. Maybe he wanted other kids to feel the same way he did when the 501st visited. Or maybe he just wanted to feel like a superhero. Regardless, the Philippine garrison was happy to support Peel's wish to spread some holiday magic, and they deployed three members to go around and visit kids with him. Other cosplayers portraying Iron Man and Ant Man were also there. Thanks to donations raised by Pio's friends and family, 120 hygiene kits, 120 biscuit boxes, and 26,500 Philippine pesos, or 530 U.S. dollars, was donated to the PGH Medical Foundation. To learn more about Pio's battle, visit his page at facebook.com slash Aiden Pio, that's A-E-D-A-N-P-I-O. And thanks to Arnell, TK-4564, for that report.
3: Can you even believe that? He's only six. He's battling cancer, but the thing that he wants to do is dress up and go around and visit other sick kids. That's so amazing.
4: It is. is. Last month, 16 members of Ecuador Outpost who have since upgraded to Garrison visited the Ogar Ines Chambers Orphanage with special guests, Rebel Legion Ecuador Outpost and Death Watch Clan. They visited, interacted, and in some cases danced with the kids as well as post for many photos. They brought them all early Christmas gifts and made a presentation of a one thousand dollar donation for the orphanage. We'll have a link to a group photo in our show notes. Thanks to Maria SL one nine three five five for that report.
3: On December 28th, nearly 30 members of Star Garrison's Central Texas squad gathered at Alamo Drafthouse Cinemas in Laredo, Austin, San Antonio, and New Braunfels for a vigil for Carrie Fisher. There was, of course, many Star Wars fans gathered, and our members were interviewed by numerous press outlets. We'll have a link to some of those, as well as photos from the event in our show notes. Thanks to Paul, DZ27949, for that report. I think that was a great way to be able to get together and sort of, I guess, commiserate isn't the right word, but I'll be able to grieve and share stories. Yeah. Yeah,
4: they and uh, share laughs. I think that's what she probably would have liked the most. I think so, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, there
0: was um I think there were lightsaber vigils for Carrie Fisher all around the world, or at least all around the country. And I know that at downtown Disney here in yes. uh, Anaheim, there was uh, a huge lightsaber vigil. And uh, um, it was just a, it was amazing, the outpouring of fans for her. Yeah. Well, on New Year's Eve, 13 troopers from Terror Australis Garrison's Desert Scorpion Squad headed out to the Perth Zoo to participate in their Happy Zoo Year event. As Carrie Fisher had just passed a couple days earlier, they all donned black armbands after getting into their costumes. Once the zoo gates had opened and the admission lines were clear, the troopers headed out and greeted the very excited crowds. They were swamped with back-to-back photos and high-fives. Lord Vader only had made it about two steps away from the changing room door before it was clear he wasn't making it very far. After a couple hours, crowds had settled down as most of the families got seats to watch the stage show or departed to get some dinner. Once back to the changing area, it was discovered that Boba Fett was missing. A search party headed out, but he was quickly spotted heading back to the changing area. Even with his helmet on, you could see his smile. He was definitely enjoying his first major troupe where he was let loose in the crowds. Thanks to Glenn, BH79815, for that report.
4: Three troopers from Empire City Garrison visit Mignola High School the afternoon of January 7th. The event featured a comedy jello training show, magic, food, snacks, games, raffles, and costumes. This was a charity fundraiser for the local PTA, and they were very appreciative for the support. ECG was able to arrange their visit on a super short notice event. They had only been invited two days prior and had another event already scheduled for that same day and time. Uh, due to a snowstorm that started that morning, the existing event ended up being canceled, which meant they could attend this event, which went on despite of the active snowstorm. There was a nice sized group of the kids that came in costume. While they were there, they took a stroll around Mignola High School to cheer on the basketball players who were practicing down the hall. Thanks to Chris TK six seven four four for that report.
3: On January 7th, 12 members of Star Garrison's Central Texas squad trooped at the Bullock Museum in Austin, Texas for Family Fun Day. There were huge crowds with lots of opportunities for interactions with the troopers. Nikki, BH14019, loaned her Bausch helmet signed by Carrie Fisher for a small memorial dedicated to our late princess. We'll have pictures from that event in our show notes. Thanks to Paul, DZ27949 for that report.
0: At the request of her family, members of the Dunsey Garrison attended the funeral of a five-year-old girl on January 10th. She passed away from a brain tumor. She had met Legionnaires previously at the hospital and at a public event at the zoo. Her pallbearers were officers from the Arizona Department of Public Safety, of which her father is an officer. Her favorite characters were the stormtroopers, so DSG made sure to send our TKs in support. Noble work, troopers.
4: 13-year-old Jacob of Sacramento, California, has been battling terminal brain cancer. After the Sacramento Sheriff's K-9 unit found out about this, Jacob was made an honor member of the K-9 detail. When he was made deputy for the day, Jacob had the opportunity to interact with the K-9 officers, as well as fly in the department's helicopter. Thanks to the actions of Steve, TK95661, troopers from the Central California Garrison were invited to the activities at the Sacramento Sheriff's Training Academy, as Jacob is also a huge Star Wars fan. Towards the end of his celebration day, Jacob had the opportunity to meet his favorite Jedi Master, Luke Skywalker, as well as interact with the stormtroopers, TIE pilots, biker scouts, Imperial officers, and Kylo Ren. After receiving lightsaber training from Master Skywalker, Jacob was able to battle Kylo Ren and another Dark uh, Jedi in a lightsaber duel. At the end of the evening, Jacob was presented with a replica Kylo Ren lightsaber for members of the garrison. May the force be with you, Jacob. Your strength and determination are an example for others to follow. Thanks to Wayne, TK22912, for that report.
5: Now here's a voice you haven't heard in a long time. This is Dean, TK899, and you can blame me for this whole audio experiment. It was on Halloween night 10 years ago that the very first episode of the official 501st podcast was unleashed upon the internet through the commitment of a ragtag group of fellow Legion members who answered the call for co-hosts, producers, content generators, and even backup recorders. Although I haven't actually been on the 501st cast for some time now, I am genuinely heartened that the team has kept this show running long enough to hit this significant milestone. Anyone who has ever attempted to produce a regular podcast like this knows that it is no easy feat. There have been a lot of talented and selfless volunteers who have kept this machine running smoothly over the years through scheduling conflicts and technical challenges, but I wanted to recognize a few names that were there from the very beginning. So, thank you to Varza, Lore, Jacques, Rich, Kevin, and last but certainly not least, Nikki Blum. Nikki kept the dream alive through thick and thin, and the current 501st Cast crew is certainly in good hands with her still at the helm. Congratulations, 501st Cast, on your 100th episode, and long live the Empire. This is Lore TK7883 from the Dubac Ridge Garrison. Congratulations, 501st Cast, on your 100th episode. My favorite troop is the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. It's a troop like none other. I'd like to invite everybody to come out and visit us, or come troop with us. Especially come troop with us.
2: The
4: Fiber First Legion Bash. At Celebration Orlando will be the party of the year. Don't believe us? Then take a listen to this message from Dr. Evazan and then head to fiberfirstbash.com.
1: So I tell him either pull the ears off the dog, or get a frontal lobotomy. You just watch yourself. Oh, hello. You must be wondering why I'm back at the cantina. Well, I wouldn't miss the biggest party in the Outer Rim, the 501st Bash at Star Wars Celebration Orlando. There's going to be a live DJ, celebrity guests, drink specials, and entertainment. Oh, yes. And a complimentary gift bag for every attendee with all kinds of collectibles. Did you know I've got the biggest patch collection on 12 systems? Well, when the largest Star Wars costume organization throws a party, you know it's going to be good. See you on Saturday, April 15th at the 501st Bath. (laughs)
0: For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. That's R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, dot com.
3: Member Shoutout this episode, we're going to throw back to July 2016 to give a shout out to that month's Trooper of the Month, Ben Allen, TK31291 from United Kingdom Garrison. In July, Ben put himself through a grueling seven-day hike from Newport, Isle of Wight to London, finishing at the Celebration Europe 2016. The total distance was 245 kilometers, and he did the walk in full Stormtrooper armor. After the completion of the walk, he auctioned off the armor to raise more vital funds. He did this walk to benefit the Joe Ellis Trust, which is the UKG Vectus Remnant Squad's chosen charity for 2016. The trust helps Isle of Wight children who have cancer and their families in their time of need. The trust was set up in loving memory of Joe Ellis, who died June 30th, 2014, at the tender age of just 13 years old. After being diagnosed with primary... Mediastenium, large B cell non Hodgkins lymphoma. Ben set to raise two thousand five hundred pounds towards this great cause, and he raised over six thousand pounds on his just giving page. And the armor that he auctioned off raised five hundred and ten pounds. There was various bucket collections and sponsorships as well. And so far, altogether, he raised nearly eight thousand pounds, which is about eight thousand six hundred US dollars. His fellow nominees for that month were Catherine, TB7224 from Garrison Titan, Michael, TK11435 from Empire City Garrison, Bobby, IG13525 from Garrison Carita, Adam, IC12625 from Star Garrison, and Rick, TD82160 from Northeast Remnant Garrison. Congrats, everyone.
0: As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving at the office or working out, but if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the Five O First Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash the 501 Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as At501stLegion or go to Twitter. Twitter.com slash 501 Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. And don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on our website, on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Star Wars Podcast's Android app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization, comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st cast.
3: Okay, I forgot what order we are on. Is it me next?
0: I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They took photos and interacted with the attendees as they, uh, I'm not with it today, and were joined by Adria and X-Wing pilot uh, Mike, uh, uh, sorry, it's supposed
3: to be and, not and.
0: Got it, okay. Um.
3: <laughs> and apparently news traveled around the courthouse, <laughs> courthouse, that's for the bloopers.
4: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm
3: lost. Okay. Um, here we go.